We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After Dark, your favorite podcast about the Ole Miss Rebels. That was Ole Miss basketball coach Kermit Davis uh, attempting a hottie toddy, I think it's fair to say, in his uh, introductory introductory speech at the Pavilion yesterday. Um, let's just say it is March the 20th. Um, we're, like I said, one day after Ole Miss officially hiring Kermit Davis, something we've been talking about on the show for a long time, or at least the last couple weeks, been kind of on the radar. Um, we're going to talk about that, kind of talk about that, uh, that very pathetic attempt from a former Mississippi State player. Had a hottie toddy. I like how the crowd didn't know what to say because he said, are we ready? Instead of, are you ready? Didn't really, I don't know. He, he says he's heard it a lot of times. Maybe he missed the part right before it. Uh, but of course, let me introduce myself. I'm Justin Sanders. Got my co-host on the line with me, John Stefanczyk. What's up, John? How you doing, that, buddy? First day of spring. We're getting snow, three inches of snow tomorrow. That sounds right. It sounds like you. Before, before we get this going... I do want to throw the disclaimer that I hope Kermit Davis does well. I have nothing against him personally. Sure. Kind of actually think he's decent. He's a decent fit um, at Ole Miss, both personality-wise. Pretty much all of our fun the next half hour, however long we spend on this, is aimed at our incompetent PR led by. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not willing to go that far. PR. I'm not willing to go that far. Kermit Davis made his own choices yesterday as well. We're gonna t- we'll talk about him. We'll get all of that. Hey, we're gonna respect the flag, boy. Exactly. That's so important. It's so important that my uh, my college basketball team that is purely results based. You know, the the guy that just got hired and gets bonuses for winning games and selling tickets. It's super important that they emphasize the flag but i will say and we actually have a guest we'll bring him in a second i will say kermit obviously knows how to read a room uh the blue hair oxford crowd at that event yesterday loved all of his comments especially the one about respecting the flag and standing for the national anthem and got a got an unprompted round of applause there so congratulations to coach davis on uh i guess being able to read a room uh, like i mentioned let's bring in our guest our good friend uh here to educate us later in the show about um one of our favorite Sports programs at Ole Miss, the the Diamond Softball Rebs. We got our friend Wes and Dean. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. It feels good to be a repeat offender on the Lad Network. Surely this is more than just your second time, though. I mean, you've been on many times. Oh yeah, so a repeat offender. Right, right. Yeah, you, you've been a, you've been a repeat. Yeah, you you have a He's real a problem. Serial, 
at this point, right. people are starting to wonder, you know, why why is this guy keep coming on the show? What is the question for? Yeah, you're the answer this. Actually, both of you. Hmm. Kermit, uh, Kermit Davis wants the fl- wants us to stand, respect the flag. Mm-hmm. So who is he? Uh, who's his favorite Mississippi senator? Is it Thad? Is it Wicker? Is it McDaniel? Who's is, it, he, is, it, is McDaniel running against Wicker now? Is that right? No, McDaniel has now oh, switched. Oh, He's doing. He's uh, running for an empty seat right now. Empty seat. Cindy Hyde it's Smith. Cindy Hyde Smith will be appointed Mississippi's first female senator tomorrow. One small positive. Okay. I, I feel like Kermit might be a McDaniel guy. I don't know. Something about <laughs> Daniel. I'm kind of thinking so too. In a weird way, I don't know what it is. I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, bro. He seems like an establishment guy to me, but. Um, could be. He's not a thad guy. I could see him being a Wicker or McDaniel guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get into it. We've kind of danced around it a little bit. Kermit, um, kind of going all in in his first speech to uh, that. We're gonna we're gonna do things the right way. We're gonna do well in the classroom. We're gonna like John said and Weston said. We're gonna respect the flag. Save for the national anthem. Um, he's we've known he's kind of a hard ass. He's a he's a disciplinarian coach. He expects um, I guess his players to be respectful, nice young men. Uh, I mean that's all that's all fine and well. Like John said, I think we want him to win. But I, I guess the question through all of this is, uh, does that not kind of hamper your recruiting somewhat i don't know i guess we're gonna find out but to me at least if i was an 18 year old basketball player hearing all of this it would turn me off but i guess maybe there's a certain type that he goes for i don't really know he's got a niche just like Hugh freeze you know he's got a little niche right he's gonna but but see here's the thing about Hugh freeze like Hugh Freeze preached one thing when your mom was in town but i'm pretty sure when it was just him and the players and you know maybe the the subject of Friday night comes up. I mean, I just don't. I don't think he was really a hard ass. And I think we've heard a lot about how there wasn't a ton of discipline inside Hugh Freeze's program, especially for the top rated guys. You know, the Kim DC brothers, stuff like that. So I don't yeah. know. I just wonder is is this going to hurt Kermit's ability to recruit to a place like Oxford if he uh, kind of tamps down on the partying that was certainly a part of Andy Kennedy's teams at Ole Miss. I don't know. I don't see Kermit Davis really what really coaching Marshall Henderson. Well, maybe I yeah, do. I don't. I don't think he would recruit Marshall Henderson to begin. Actually, with. I think he could coach Marshall. I do not think he could coach Reginald Butner. No, absolutely not. He, he, Reggie would like miss one practice and he'd kick him off the team. He'd be like, Reggie, where are you? Oh man, I'm just at the apartment chilling, bro. Like, you're off the team. I I can't take this anymore. That's, that's that's I feel like that's the kind of guy Kermit Davis is. Yeah, so obviously a big question whenever you get a new coach is um, attrition. You know, are the current guys on the team going to stay or are they going to leave? And, uh, I mean, to be frank, given some of the things I've heard about this team, especially in Andy Kennedy's last season. They can all leave. I'm not yeah. sure that their conduct would really gel with uh, any, any type of an idea of, um, you know, a strict coach. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if – a lot of those guys end up leaving, especially like a, a Brian Tyree, maybe. Um, I hate to say it. Same with Devontae Schuler. I would hate to see him go, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're both relatively young. Schuler's a freshman. Uh, Brian, I think, is still a true sophomore, right? Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, somebody like Terrence Davis, I expect him to stay. I mean, he only has one year of eligibility left. Um, maybe Bruce Stevens, I could see staying. Uh, maybe Dom. Who I mean, who cares? But I just wonder if uh, some of the the guys that Andy Kennedy recruited, the Andy Kennedy type guys, might not be uh, the Kermit Davis guys. There might not be a huge overlap in the Venn diagram. There, we'll see. I mean, my top three to leave were Tyree, Terrence Davis, and uh, Schuler, because I feel like Davis would just go, even though he wouldn't get drafted very high, he'd try to go to the draft anyway or play some kind of semi-pro ball or something. Maybe. I mean, he could go play in Europe, yeah. Yeah, something like just to get out of there. Maybe. Yeah, he he didn't really have that much of a great season. Um, So I don't know know how that would factor into him wanting to come back or go. Because, I mean, a year ago – after Ole Miss, you know, what beat Syracuse and NIT and all that, and Davis was having some flashy games, he was really being mentioned as a possible draft prospect. I remember yeah. going into this season, he was he was on several lists, like in the second round, third round uh, possibilities. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll uh, you know, be something in his mind that he could come back next year and showcase. I have no idea. I don't know what Davis is telling – Kermit Davis. I mean, I don't know what Kermit is telling these guys. Um, and he kind of said in his speech – that he wasn't necessarily going to want to keep all of them. He was kind of saying we'll have to meet with all of them and see and figure it out. Um, obviously, I think a lot of Ole Miss fans are interested into what kind of recruits he could sign or grad transfers or JUCO guys. I don't. It's it's still it's not too late to uh, to add some guys to the roster for next year. I know he has some signees at Middle Tennessee. I have no idea if he would go after them or they would be able to get their release. I don't know. Um, John, you mentioned the the PR and all of that, right? And how the administration is uh, doing it again with this whole thing? What was it? What were you thinking when you said that? I'm tired of Bjork and Vitter doing everything like they're trying to appease ten freaking boosters. It is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, like, and he even did you notice, John? Did you watch that? Did you notice Bjork uh, saying "Cratic Court" when he started talking? That was pretty funny. I mean, just a direct shout out to a booster. All, all they do is bend over in every damn corner. NCAA investigator, here, here's all the info. You know, oh, this guy wants access, he gets it. Yeah, Matt I mean, Luke, it, Matt Luke hired. Other, sure, I'll do it. Crap, and the attendance shows it. There's ten people that show up to the games, and it's the ten people that they get everything. And then who? It's like King Arthur. What's the thing? Is it King Arthur and his knights of the Round Table? Yeah. Like, yes. That's Oxford. They literally, like, they sit in the top room of Bouray, they put their table together, and they sit there, and they drink their whiskey, talking about, oh, Kermit Day, we can make him a good rebel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we can make, hey, hey, make him a good we can, rebel. We can make him debase himself and uh, pretend that he was never a state fan, despite the fact that he played there and his dad was a coach uh, there. The Bible says you can be baptized and saved. We're going to baptize him in that Oxford good old boy. I mean, that's pretty much what they think happened. And honestly, like, I just want to say, if you're someone that watched that Kermit Davis, Davis speech like I did last night and actually believed the, the crap he was shoveling, like, you just heard a little bit of it there when I was playing the hottie toddy about how he's always wanted to say this chant and how he always basically, basically saying he was always secretly – jealous of Ole Miss and wanted to be an Ole Miss fan. It's like, dude, give me a break. That is not how state fans feel. That's just so ridiculous. I just, right off the bat, being that disingenuous rubbed me the wrong way. 
Um, I don't necessarily think he's going to fail at Ole Miss. I mean, I, I think his record at MTSU is good. He built a, a very solid program there for the school and that conference. And, you know, now he gets a chance to build it in a bigger conference. Maybe he can do it again. I have no idea. I just – that rubbed me the wrong way from day one to walk into our building and just lie to our faces. I mean, I would respect him a lot more if he had said, yeah, I grew up a state fan. I played at state. My dad coached at state. You know, I never liked Ole Miss. Uh, but all that's changed now. You know, State passed me over for a job. They hired Rick Ray instead of me. Um, you know, Old Miss has given me this opportunity, and now everything is different. But he acted like it had always been his dream to coach at Old Miss. It's just so silly. I just I can't abide that. I'm sorry. It's not logical. Just say welcome, yeah. Kermit Davis. Freaking welcome home. That too, John. Hey, I'm yeah. glad, that's I'm so glad, annoying. I'm glad to be back in Mississippi, mm-hmm. and I'm here to win. Exactly. That's you don't, you don't have to do the go BS. In. And also to say that you always wanted to say the hotty toddy and then be so woefully unprepared. I mean, you don't even know, you don't even know how to say, are you ready instead of are we ready? Fair, it's a very overrated chant. It's just a chant. No one's saying it's a good chant. I'm not <laughs> saying he should have done it at all. It's it's stupid, man. The the whole event yesterday was stupid. Wait, so you, you were saying, Justin, that uh, his – you were saying yes uh, that that he was his dad was from North or he was hey, that's what he said. That's, he said, John, did you see that part of the speech? I don't know how much of it you actually watched before we had to go out here and record. He said something along the lines of, "It doesn't get more Mississippi made, actually North Mississippi made than my dad." Like something like that. I have no idea. You got to watch the speech for yourself, Wesson, because you've asked me about this yeah. twice. I don't know. I don't know Hermit what that refers strike- to. Hermit strikes me as a guy that can go into ham it up in front of the crowd mode, get mm-hmm. cheesy, mm-hmm. but then get off the stage and go into focused basketball coaching. Yeah, I hope so. I'm sure he's Andy, a good coach. Andy Kennedy was, was tough on players, but he was a player's coach at the end of the day. I think Kermit Davis is probably a more structured disciplinarian. Yeah, but he's not way. he's not like um, – but I don't think he's just impossible to deal with either. Is my other I, too. I, think I expect kinda... he'll be more consistent than Kennedy. I mean, I think when he has a bad team, they'll probably be bad. When he has a good team, they'll they'll probably not drop the random games. We'll see. I have no idea. It took him a long time to build the program at MTSU up to where he left it. But I mean, that's also at a mid major. You got to hope he'll be able to do it faster at Ole Miss with the yeah. resources. MTSU too come along, came a long way because when he got there, they weren't. I don't even know. They were Division One. Maybe maybe they weren't even Division One. They they came a long way from when he started. I mean, like as a program, MTSU. How, how well has I don't? How structured do his teams play? Are they more of a fundamental? We're going to play sound basketball, or does he tend to have more pick and roll? We're going to be athletic and show off our athleticism. Because I asked your question. Because, I, I don't know because here's just think. I, I wish you knew more about Styles. Is that the SEC to me is athletic base, athlete base, it's athlete base, especially Kentucky. It's all about put athletes on the floor. I think there's an op- definitely an opportunity if you put a team together that is, fun- that is fundamentally sound, understands how to play basketball, they can be top half of the league even with just average talent. Because I don't, I think there's an overemphasis on athleticism in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can agree with that. So it might work where he's pretty good. I mean, I think in a lot of leagues, you can, if you if you have a consistent fundamentals team, you'll probably be top half of the league just because college basketball is so much turnover and the fundamentals are so bad. But, yeah. I mean, like you said, we're kind of assuming that's the style he plays. I apologize to our listeners. I don't actually know. 
kind of I googled it here trying to suss it out of some of these uh, these stories. But... I know he runs the, he runs the one three one a lot. Okay, so it's just I Andy think... Kennedy. He's Andy Kennedy, but older and meaner, which I think is what we said before yeah. he retired. Huh. We'll see. We'll see. I, I love the uh, the graphic they used that was like giant killer, and it had some stat like uh, MTSU has beaten twelve Power Five schools uh, in the past seven seasons or something. It's like wow, cool Power Five schools. That's awesome. I mean, I get it. You're at a smaller school. It's just like I don't. It's not a great brag, honestly. I, I think that they have more NCAA tournament wins than Ole Miss does, though. Oh, I'm sure, but I mean that's not hard to do. Also, like it, it's. It's not necessarily easier to get in, but when he's the best team in that conference, you know, you get in, you win your tournament, you're in. Yeah. It's a I little mean, bit he, easier he conference. Did, uh, yeah. I, I want to say to his staff, uh, he wanted to have uh, Butch Pierre on his staff, and Butch Pierre was a guy at Memphis for a while. But is that actually but, happening? I would love for that to happen, but I haven't heard much about it in the last two days. Yeah, I, I, I think I've, somebody was telling me uh that uh he might be wrapped up in some of the FBI stuff but they I don't know I don't think it'd be yeah. his FBI My prediction as as... is that the Butch Pierre hire goes the way of the Austin Thomas hire in football Yeah probably so where it never actually happens and it turns out there's no reason to be excited about this at all similar to hey, He didn't want to be here. He didn't want to be a good rebel. Right. So we we uh, pulled his offer actually. Remember when Bjork said that? Awesome. I read too that they might, he wanted to bring on John Brady, the coach at L, the former co- coach right. at LSU. I heard that. Which I mean, that wouldn't be bad. I mean, he led LSU with Glenn Big Baby Davis to a Final Four. Also, yeah, I would support that. I saw that John Brady wasn't actually going to be an assistant either; it'd be like an administrative role, so you, you don't have to use a spot on him. Is what someone was saying. Maybe McCurdy. Yeah, he just takes. Sure. Well, I was surprised too because I actually saw with on the on that article about they actually. Well, supposedly they're gonna they they've raised the assistant pool by half. Yeah, that's true. Ten million dollar contract. How much? Yeah, uh, ten million dollars more than Luke. What was AK? Uh, AK? I don't even think AK was getting two million. No, I don't think. No, so. he's getting like one point nine. Yeah. So they're doing like that. They went a healthy thirty percent higher. Well, they went from a one point nine over three years to a two point five over four years. Yeah. Other than Butch Pierre, there's also another heavy hidden recruiter that he was going to bring on, and he was like, uh, a, a, like an AAU guy or something from Florida. That's a great idea. It's a great time to hire AAU coaches, yeah. guys. Not yeah. not at all, uh, you know, coming <laughs> yeah. to a close. Hey, but how, how about how about major props to Penny Hardaway uh, in the midst of like the biggest AAU basketball FBI scandal ever? He just like quietly assumes the head coaching role at Memphis. I love it. It's fantastic. I, if I were him. It, I know this might sound a little crazy, but if I were him, I would have waited a little while longer because he can just do what because he wouldn't be like the NCAA would be out of his reach. Yeah, he could he could recruit and do all this other stuff that the other coaches can't. What Penny could? Why do you say? Well, he's saying if he didn't take the Memphis job yet, hmm. he could he could hold that off and the NCAA, he wouldn't. As a high school AAU coach, Justin, he could basically keep. Um... He could keep recruiting like crazy, and then as he becomes Memphis coach, there's restrictions on him. Right, so that makes people, sense. That makes sense. There were yeah, people so no theories that he much. should wait until like right before the season to take the job. So <laughs> that, he just keep recruiting. These that guys would be hilarious, like, dude. Yeah, I no, wish they had done that. that. He he would just tell him like if I was him, I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna be I'm taking the Memphis job for sure, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna wait and take it until like close to the beginning of the season because I, I can keep recruiting you guys and you know mm-hmm. doing everything under the table, and the NCAA can't touch me. Mm-hmm. That's so funny, so, I mean, dude. But I mean, you know, it's whatever. You're, 
already took the job. He 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 said something about Ole Miss. I think I saw on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I think he said that Ole Miss um, offered Embers after him, which we I mean we reported here on the show. I mean I think it definitely happened, but he made yeah. the smart decision. He went with the hometown actual basketball school that actually right, has yeah. somewhat of a footprint. I don't blame yeah. him. I don't blame him at all. I, I want to. I, I would. Oh, go, sorry, John. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, was like, I do tip my cap to Ole Miss for getting the checkbook out. I don't know if it was the best. Yeah, getting the place. checkbook yeah, out exactly, for Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. At least they're giving him. They're giving him a, a bigger assistant pool. I Dude, guess if, if they're nothing. paying Kermit Davis ten million, how much were they going to pay Thad Mata? Oh gosh, that's a great question. I bet they were going to pay him three million a year. Probably. Man, that is crazy. It's probably for the best I, that didn't happen. Uh, with with Luke making what, like one point five? <laughs> no, Luke, no, Luke makes three million. Does he? Yes. I forget. You don't remember this? No, I Kermit's making more, dude. I'm pretty no, sure. I've read that Kermit's. Like, you know, you're Sanders, right. It says Sanders, three million. Matt Luke, Matt Luke has a fifteen oh, so million. Crazy. I forgot. I remember us talking about it. It's just it seems it seems like it was high at one point five two million. But yes, no, but no. At one point, at one point, it was reported it was nine million over four years. It's, we're it's like, twelve point okay, six, twelve point six million. And then it comes years. out that it's uh, that it is uh, fifteen million over five, and we all sit there and go, "What the shit?" It can't be that. No, it's twelve point six over four because you can't do more than four under state law. Well, no, but there's an automatic rollover in Luke's. Yeah, but he doesn't have to trigger it by doing something. No, it is written in there that it automatically rolls. That just seems like uh, that seems like breaking the law. That's like a five-year contract. I don't get it. Well, they wrote it. Well, they well they basically said we're giving you a fifth year because of the bull band shit. I forget how they you know yeah. however they officially did it, but so smart, so smart. Uh, I'm interested to see too what happened. I wish we could know what happened with like the talks between steve forbes and of course obviously mm-hmm. eric Musselman is really good and he's in the i i don't think bjorn bigger jobs pursued forbes honestly I, I think he was too spooked by the ncaa stuff in his past well that's the thing kermit davis had an ncaa thing i guess but it right. was at a statue it's like 27 years ago right. at nevada or something like that uh no a&m texas a&m okay yeah Hmm. But yeah, well, I guess it's been is, longer. I'd rather I like Forbes because the reason the NCAA got mad at him and gave him a show cost for two years because he didn't rat on Bruce Pearl when he was on Pearl's staff, and they they came to Forbes trying to get him to squeal. That is funny. And he said no, and he gave him the bird, and they're like, okay, we'll give you a show cost for two years. And he's like, fine. So he went to like Florida, like a, a Florida JUCO, coached there for two years, won like or coached there for a season, won like thirty games, and then he went from there to. Uh, is it he's at like East Tennessee, right? Yeah, East Tennessee, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and in uh in uh Johnson City, I think. But I mean Forbes is I mean, I guess Forbes is really good. I mean, Musselman, the way the trajectory what he's done in the tournament, I think he'll get like a big time job out west. Yeah. Uh when if one comes open and I wouldn't be surprised if like something like Arizona or something came open. Well yeah, I mean Arizona uh, specifically, right? That's the that's the how is the strong rumor. Is he the one uh yeah, he's the one with the they have him on the Supposedly, coach, uh, but isn't on, ta- on wiretap, didn't it? Uh, yeah, but I think he's suing the uh, reporters that that reported that. Apparently, well, he's clearly okay. <laughs> he's clearly okay. It's very obvious that Sean Miller told the FBI, "I will throw the first round and lay all your money on this," and then he went through the first round, so he settled. <laughs> smart, so smart. <laughs> the also, Tony Bennett coach, is a hundred percent associated with the mafia. There is absolutely no arguing this. 
Virginia losing to Maryland, Baltimore County is the. I you think, mean, yeah, you think that was a work? You think that was, there was something going on there? How the hell do you lose by twenty? Is a one seed to a sixteen? I don't know how to. I don't know how to Google this, but I want to see people talking about this. Uh, I mean, he either made the Tony Bennett made Mafia. Like the, that. Tony Bennett I Mafia. Mean, okay. He probably made the Russians, the Albanians, and the Armenians extremely rich. God, that's so crazy. And and prob- well, the thing is, you know, the Ita- the American Italian mafia is not. I mean, it's still there, but it's not kind of what it used to be. Because after the Gotti got busted in like the '90s, it really took a hit. But mm-hmm. the 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 Italian mafia in Italy is still very very powerful, and I'm sure they're all they all do business and stuff. So I'm sure they got a lot of money off that too. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. So John John referenced it, the big sixteen one upset. Uh, that's why my bracket sucks, guys. Don't don't go back and listen to the show. Don't look at all the other picks I made. The only reason it's messed up is because a sixteen seed upset a one seed. Everybody got it wrong. It's no big deal. My bracket isn't like thirty percent correct or anything. Don't worry about that. No, nah, mine isn't either. I got I the right in the game wrong. You got what? Oh, yeah, you did. You 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 called that a sixteen would win. You just. The wrong, the wrong sixteen. Then the Wall Street ah. Journal right ripped off my pick, and then the street classic, rejected. classic WSJ, dude. I almost got McDermott to throw money on. Pen I thought he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Did he? He was in Is, Vegas. Did you say you know? McDermott's an emotional better, right? Well, he just wanted to bet on anything. He was he was there for March Madness, so you got to bet. Uh, I bet okay. I bet it was I sick, dude. I bet it was sick. awesome being in a book for a sixteen upset no one. That was probably really that fun. That is pretty crazy. What, what what did he say one time, Wesson? Is an emotional better? One time I remember uh, on the show or something, like, hey, like, guys, like, McDermott's emotional better sometimes. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> I can't remember the exact joke, but it was during football season, obviously, but it was pretty funny. The circumstances around it, take, take, take my word for it. <laughs> you, had, you had to have been there, listeners. Uh, maybe you were. Maybe you were listening, like, uh, maybe like you Lesson were. was. Maybe you were. Yeah, maybe you remember this. Um, all right, what else do we want to say about Kermit Davis? I honestly. Meh, I, I'm glad I I got to play my uh, the high tidy thing. I did. I could have also played the flag comment. I don't care uh, to go pull that out of the YouTube video, whatever. An old flag or a new flag guy? Ooh, like you're talking about the Mississippi flag, right? Yes, old flag, dude. Come on. Oh, with the magnolia tree on it? No, no, no. I, the original. He supports the current flag for sure. He's probably gonna. I next week he's gonna come out and say. Uh, Ole Miss might not fly the state flag. Our basketball team is going to fly it in the Tui Center. We're going to hang up the Mississippi State flag, and then he's going to come out before games <laughs> with the Mississippi State flag <laughs> draped around him. And he's going to say, "He's going to say, uh, Mississippi made yesterday. Mississippi made today. Mississippi <laughs> made forever." It's a little Ross Barnett reference. Um, for the old Mississippi. I thought that was George Wallace that said that uh, about in Alabama when he was running for governor. No, it was Ross Barnett, and it was at the Egg Bowl. Oh, okay. It's just it sounds similar to what George Wallace said in Alabama. Sorry. Pro- yeah. Well, yeah, they were definitely cut from the same cloth. He yeah, says, uh, uh, "No, no, no, not that, not the Egg Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, listeners. The Kentucky game in Jackson." Uh, and he says. Uh, he says uh, segregation. I'm paraphrasing, but something like segregation yesterday, segregation today, segregation forever, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I feel like uh, Kermit normal. Davis is like the villain from Wild Wild West. Like one game, we're going to be sitting in the pavilion, and he's going to like come out on it 
a giant like steampunk mechanical spider. <laughs> what? I love Wait, Wild, Wild West, so I like the reference. Be... But... You know, how, I feel how, like how and, uh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have like Terrence Davis is like Will, you know, the Will Smith kind of the the the, the our only hope, you know, to save, uh, you know, the Confederate uh, the Confederate steampunk spider from like marching his army across the across the 50 states this sounds like a uh, we're quickly getting into a, a table cobbleson episode yeah here. we're just completely off <laughs> yeah. the rails here's a question how mad is the fan base gonna be when current davis like loses by three at home state and like that damn dog through the game. Dude, that would be funny. I don't know. I think that they're gonna forget that and they're gonna make excuses for him, just like they do for every good rebel coach. Ooh, this is gonna be fun. I don't know about that. We'll they're see. Gonna say, they're gonna say that um that Mississippi State's dirty and pays their players. Uh Kermit's trying to do it the right way, you know, get the good kids, make them go to class. Um, but you know what I want you know what I want state to do? What? I want state to revoke his degree. Since he's coaching an old Dude, snake. that would be epic. I would have to. I would have to hand it to State if they did that. That would be so. Funny. We need to get uh, Rose Bowl and Cohen on this. I think they'll actually get it done. I will say about I like Kermit. It. One last thing about I'll say about him is that I was telling the I was texting the group message, and he is from uh, Leakesville, Mississippi, which is mm-hmm. in Greene County, which is south. East Mississippi, which is like close to the Alabama border, and it's also close to a famous place, uh, Waynesboro, Mississippi. Um, there's been a lot of famous football players that have played at Waynesboro, uh, Wayne County High School. Uh, you know, Gerald Poe, uh, Ollie from uh, Last Chance U. Right, uh, right. Just to name a few. I mean, they they have a really good like high school football program, I and mean, they they pump out a lot of uh, a lot of talent. But also from Greene County is uh, Round McNeil mm. um, in the in the Senate. He, there's a good his, rebel. Uh, there's a good rebel right there, folks. Yeah, rebel. He uh, represents uh, uh, that Green County, that area. I think he's from there too. Yeah, he definitely. Wherever he represents, he definitely. Or wherever he's from is definitely where he represents. It's like a hometown yeah. kind of a kind of a thing. But Leakesville and Green County is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, even Waynesboro, because it's so far down, like southeast Mississippi, it's pretty isolated. Uh, so. Kermit reminds me a lot of Freeze. I mean, it was very, it was very preachery. It was, it was very. He didn't invoke religion to my memory, but it was very much. Um, if you ever been, if you're from the South, which I imagine a lot of our listeners are, and you've been to a church in the South, or you've been to a tent revival, or something like that. Uh, the way that a, a preacher for a large congregation is extremely confident, their, their personality kind of fills the room. And, and honestly, uh, I didn't think Kermit's confidence super matched up with how well he was doing. Like the hottie toddy was a good example. Um, he had some other flubs. He, he had some moments where he it was a little bit awkward. But at the same time, he was supremely confident and seemed like completely in his element. Um, I, I have to believe, looking at his family, uh, you know his advanced age and the fact that he still is married and has grown kids that seem, um, you know, well adjusted. He he can't be too much like Freeze, if you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. we'll find out if uh, if any scandals happen while he's the coach at Ole Miss. Yeah, no, it's yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, still oh, though, I, that that whole snake oil salesman thing, meh. So hopefully yeah. he can back it up on the on the court. What are you saying, Mustin? Uh, I was saying I was reading today that he was speaking of uh, the kind of players he's going to bring in. He was already at, uh, I think, the JUCO uh, All Star Game in Hutchinson, Kansas. Okay, 
Hey, I'm so, down with that. We need JUCOs, especially next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah go go get sure. some. Go get some. He needs to be down in uh, Fort Lauderdale talking to Sorrell Smith, but I think that that kid's long gone. It's Apparently, yeah. he has interest from actual big programs now. So good job. Um, good job. Good, good job firing Kennedy and, and yeah, messing that one up because apparently Sorrell Smith is good. Um. I don't know. I, to be real, though, like, what would have happened if they hadn't fired Kennedy this year? Would next year have been better or the same or worse on the court? Probably probably the same to worse, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I hate think, it, though. I think it was clearly time for both parties to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, can, I can agree with – kind of agree with that. But, I, I think the know. biggest the, – the weirdest thing about it to me is how much we're paying him. I feel like he, he would have come for $2 million. Let me look up his MTSU salary. Um, it can't have been much more than a million. I know the buyout is seven hundred thousand right. from I MTSU. Yeah, so his contract at MTSU, he made seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty big raise, man. That's like well, a next pay raise. Yeah, he he got a huge pay raise. Um, like Wes mentioned, uh, the assistant salary pool pretty much doubled, like nine hundred thousand. Um, and he brought a couple of guys with him already from MTSU, so you assume those guys got a good, uh, good little raise as well. Um, I mean, hey, maybe it'll work out. And Ross and and Jeff look brilliant on this one. Maybe it won't, and it's just kind of a, a waste of time. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's either gonna go one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just or right in the middle and just be super boring, kind of Andy Kennedy, Andy Kennedy like results, which would really make the most sense uh, if you basically. Had the exact same performance as Kennedy, probably not as probably wouldn't last as long. I'm not sure the old Miss is going to accept 11, 12 years of that again. Maybe they will, though. Who yeah. knows? Who yeah, knows? Yeah. I'm just surprised that State didn't hire him instead uh, of Rick Ray. Yeah, that's that should have been an easy call. Yeah, I was trying to understand if you know. I mean, he's open, he's openly said on the record that he was really mad about that. So. Was that kind of know. like a a Kroom thing? You know what I mean? So State hired Kroom. Uh, oh, supposedly yeah, because yeah. the NCAA yeah. told him that they were going to let them go easy, go easy on him over the whole Cam Newton thing. If they hired the SEC's first black coach, uh, you know, that's the conspiracy who knows. Um, but still, mm-hmm. it's definitely a good positive image yeah. thing. I wonder if Rick Ray was similar. I have no idea. Um, I also don't know how many black basketball coaches have been in the SEC. So Rick Ray might've been, you know, one in a long line. I have no idea. Um, obviously, no, uh, I can think of I can think of some right, right. Uh, Anderson, yeah. and then Quanzo Martin uh, when yeah. he was at Tennessee, and then um, he's in Missouri now, right? Yes. And then yes, Johnny Jones right. at LSU. So it's it's definitely not the same as the whole uh, breaking the football glass ceiling. But I, I wonder. I have no idea. I don't know why they hired Rick Ray. Obviously, it was a. Uh, I, I think I've heard before that he was he was supposed to be squeaky clean, and they were trying to clean up after Stansberry, who's like a very dirty. Uh, recruiter yeah. and, and yeah. general sleazy human being. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, well. but yeah. So the Memphis you passed on Kermit. Now he's at Ole Miss. Our our win, I guess. We we got the better into that. Let's move on. We're gonna talk about yes. some uh, stick and ball sports. What do you guys want to talk about first? Softball or baseball? One's well, one's doing well. well. One's doing not so well. Uh, softball. It's just. I, I've actually been to a few games, and I've actually talked to uh, one of the uh, managers on the t- managers on the nice. team. Um, he's a friend of a friend. Lad, softball correspondent, Wes and Dean. Yeah, um, I talked to he's a uh, I talked to one of the managers on the team. He's a friend of a friend, but 
because we we went to the game. But you hear that, John? You hear that, John? Wesson working source networks. He's going to friends of friends to get info for the show. Much appreciated, that, that's my right. friend. Much appreciated. Please tell us what you've learned. Uh, pretty much what he said is if you go look at the batting averages up and down the lineup, they're, they're just not hitting, really. Um, some people are hitting like the 130s. And that, they, they had that um, problem somewhat last year, right? Because they're not really a power offense. They do like the slapper thing, right? Right, yeah, and they, they play a lot of uh, a, a small ball, you know, because, I mean, obviously, you know, last year they started out the same way, like just right. went like one in seven in conference play and then got like towards middle to end of the year, started putting things together and got really hot. Uh, the thing is, too, is like in non-conference play, like I, I watched a few games and Caitlin Lee got hit around pretty good. I mean, Oh, really? That's like not Boston, a good sign. No, Boston College. Right. It was like a midweek game, and it was before they played A&M, and uh, they, uh, you know, lost like eight to one or something. And Caitlin Lee started and pitched like three or four innings, but it was just they just knocked her around. Well, that's definitely something and, to watch. I mean, she was kind of Ole Miss's best player at the end of last season when they won the SEC tournament and all of that. So if if Lee has a drop off season, you have to imagine that's bad for the team as a whole. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just. I think uh, what I've heard too is, uh, m- you know, uh, Mike Smith is kind of like uh, John Cohen, mm-hmm. on intense, state. intense like, bastard. Yeah, so like you know, when you're doing good, playing really well, he's like the best coach to play under. But when mm-hmm. you are not, when you're not doing so hot, it's like you just, it's just the worst. Uh, Interesting. This some ju- we're getting too. some juicy info, John. Yeah, I've and, heard and, Mike Smith's not Mississippi May. We need to get rid of. <laughs> Well, the thing is, too, what what the guy uh, was telling me, the manager was like that. Uh, you know, a lot of times they, I guess this is like a lot of college sports, maybe, but they don't work like with individual players. Like he was saying, some players were having, you know, maybe some fundamental mechanical flaws with their swings and stuff, and you know, they're not, they don't work as much like one on one with some of the players, like to improve sounds their swings like a dis- and stuff. Sounds like a dysfunctional team to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he'll just say, like, okay, the, the coaching staff will get together, and all right, guys, y'all all need to work on this today or hitting or some, you know, whatever it may be. It's not like they don't work with them individually. Like, can hmm. break down, like, hitting video. Of, wow. Hey, like, you're swinging this way. Like, you should swing this way and move your foot this way because when you don't do that, you're not getting your full power on the ball to drive it or what. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, like, uh, fundamental mechanics, stuff like that, hitting mechanics. I mean, probably gets a lot deeper, but that's kind of just a surface breakdown but yeah it's kind of dysfunctional right i don't know i mean in non-conference they won some games and you know they had that huge win over oregon but some of the ones at home i mean it took them i don't know it's just like they they got lucky some of those games i watched mm-hmm. you know there were some pretty close non-conference which i mean i know it's a long season but it's just like it was consistently like they were getting shut down by like non-conference it's a, it's a long season but it's probably more than halfway over right because softball is a little bit ahead of baseball i started a week earlier yeah it's and probably then, coming well, up on halfway. Too, uh, you know, the hitting got shut down by like you know non-conference opponents like right. a lot. You know, more than just like a couple times. Like, okay, they were just flat today. You know, it happens. It was kind of pretty mm. consistent. Mm. So, Interesting. Um, well, not super encouraging, but uh, you know, like you said, last season was not super different up to this point. So maybe they can turn it around and, and play better in the second half of the season and get hot again. And it was a lot of fun watching them last year. But I mean, yeah, I. What you said definitely is not encouraging about the coaches not working individually with players, about being you know hard to work with and they're losing all that stuff. So we'll see. Yeah, but well, too, because Mike Smith is you know like you said a mean bastard. Um, mm-hmm. He's a- he actually ran off some of the 
good players we had right. from last year that yeah, would have been like juniors and seniors. So they quit the team. So that's so weird that that happens after a winning season where you win the SEC tournament and then you run them off. Like that's not a good sign either. That, that we probably should have known when that happened. I just didn't know enough. You know, I didn't know if maybe he was making room for better players or something. But that's definitely not a great sign of um, nah. know, team, team cohesion. Nah, but huh? So yeah, we'll, maybe we'll they turn around. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, baseball team. If you're ready to move on to that, Wes, let's get anything else you want to say about uh, about softball for now. No, I'm, I'm probably going to go some more games and all. You know, I think you know we we lost, we got swept by A and M in softball, mm-hmm. and then we lost two out of three in South Carolina. I think we finally won on Sunday. Okay. Um, so I'm probably going to go to some more games. Uh, all right, keep that. The keep the uh, keep the ear to the ground. Keep working those uh, those sources for us, and we'll uh, we'll we'll ask you back on later in the season for an update for sure. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, that'll be, be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, so thank you for to Wesson for bringing us those insights. You're now uh, up to date on what's going on with Ole Miss's softball season. Um, over to baseball, uh, still doing pretty well. Started SEC play this past weekend with Tennessee and Oxford. Dropped the Friday night game. Um, I wasn't able to watch, but it sounded to me like a lot of that was on the uh, the outfield, specifically Will Golson, who, if you've listened to the show for the past few weeks, we've talked about how the outfield is the weak link. Um, you know, he not, is very close to the Overby window. Right Overby now, window. He's in the Tennessee game, he was maybe a little bit short of the Overby window. He he screwed up, and Ole Miss lost. Uh, Ole Miss really needs him to play well in the outfield and make some defensive plays if they're gonna, you know, go deep. Still, they, they backdoor the series, won the next two, looked pretty good. Won a school day game today, sitting at 22, 20 and two on the year. First team in the NCAA to hit twenty wins today. Um, two and one in the SEC, uh, and uh, it's about to get real. It's 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 about to get very real. You go at A and M this upcoming weekend. You get an extremely hot Arkansas team in Oxford, uh, March 29th through the 31st. Uh, then you have to go at State at Vandy. Um, so that's it's it's Murderers Row coming up here, which is what we've been talking about. But if you're someone that's optimistic about this team, I think you need to be excited about heading to College Station and playing starting on Thursday because. You know, the, the, these are the kind of tests they're going to tell you whether Ole Miss is actually a hosting national seed type, you know, should be expected to make a super regional and then go from there type team, um, or if, you know, they're going to be fighting every step of the way, which is still very possible at this point. Ole Miss has not played any teams ranked in the top 25. Um, you know, they haven't faced any really dominant pitching. So starting this weekend, we're going to really find out what this team is made of. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about quality competition. Hoping, optimistic that they can they can actually hit it. We'll see. I think the pitching will be able to, to hold up. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, the thing is, too, going back to that Tennessee game on a Friday night, honestly, it, 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 if Golson just, instead of diving for it, if he just Backs would it up, have, yeah. mm-hmm. just would have run and, run and picked it up because after, after that play, the camera zoomed in on him, and I guess he was, like, talking to Dillard or somebody – Olenek and he has like you could see what he was saying he was like he had his fingers he's like he was I was this close and it's like man you were oh, you man. weren't that close at all you dove and completely missed it by Ooh, a couple of feet that's right if he just would have picked it up and thrown it in he probably they probably would have only scored like two runs and they could still win the game yeah so that's yeah the, because they lost eight six yeah yeah so, I mean, that's the kind of thing that's very discouraging. Uh, you, you hope they can coach that out of him. But when you're the center fielder and you just dove for a ball and missed it and let three runs score, I don't want to see you telling the other outfielders that you you made the right call and you almost got there. Like, I want to see you saying, 
I played that wrong. I need to not dive next time. I need to go get the ball and throw it back in as fast as possible. That's worrisome. Uh, but, John, I mean, you got to be feeling good about – I know I am. I assume you are too about correctly predicting what Ole Miss's problem area was. Not that it's hard to see. I mean, you have three converted infielders in the outfield. What do you expect? John, you there? Maybe, John. Maybe not. This is interesting. There he is. Working out for a second. Oh, you're good. No, I was just saying, I mean, are, 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 you, are we at least proud that we uh, predicted what the problem would be? Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how long do we have, John, until you're analyzing the offense? What's the date on that again? Well, four more weeks. <laughs> Four more weeks. Okay. Four we more. We got four uh, more weeks. Okay. We got uh, Arkansas. And then at State at Vandy. At State at Vandy. We'll have a very good assessment of the offense. That's true. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you after that. I think Ole Miss's offensive numbers uh, four weeks from now will pretty much be who they are. Like, that will be their identity for sure. So there's credit. They had the screw up seventh inning and then outscored them 16 to 1 the rest of the weekend. But that's Tennessee. We'll see what happens. I'm. If I had to lean one way with this team, I'd. I think they're a little better than 500 SEC play. Yeah, no, I, I would pick. That I, I lean bullish with them. I think so. it do. I, yeah, I mean, a little bit better, definitely good enough to host. Um, you know, if they can push for 17, 18 wins, that's that. That could be pushing for a national seed. We'll see. So two and one right now. I think you're hoping for the next two weekends to come out of it. Uh, what would that be five and four? You want to go three and three these next two weekends uh, yeah. between A and M and Arkansas. I mean, A and M did just lose a series to Auburn, so maybe it's not that crazy. Casey Mize threw a no hitter, I think, or my was that two weeks ago? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was two weeks ago. We talked about it. That's right. Um, so I got to read this text I just got uh, from a friend. He says. So on Penny's first day, Penny Hardaway, Memphis head coach, he promises he can get an in-home visit with any recruit in America, while Kermit's only promise was that our team would stand for the national anthem. Wow, that's about right. So, yeah, that kind of does. Uh, and then he's, his, next, his, next test, his next text says, is he the first coach in history to dig his grave at an opening press conference? Um, I, I'll say this much. I think he, he dug his grave because he's going to die at Ole Miss because the fans love him so much after that flag comment. <laughs> Congratulations, Kermit. Uh, you're going to have a nice, a nice cozy casket in Oxford uh, after coaching there for the next 20 years. Um, so, sorry, that was a little aside there. Uh, back to baseball. Team's hitting it pretty well right now. Kessinger pulled his hamstring in the Sunday game against Tennessee. Uh, or, no, sorry, the Saturday game. In the Sunday game, Jacob Adams let off. the the. He's not a freshman, right? Jacob Adams is a Juco player, I believe. Um, yeah, he actually – he's from Arca- – he's from, like, right – Conway, which is like not yeah, yeah. Too, Conway is right at the Little base, Rock. the base of the Ozarks. Um, yes, yes, it's uh, pretty town, but yeah, yeah. I mean, by Arkansas standards, yes. If you if you go up yeah. into the mountains, you're gonna find a lot worse towns, like where my family's from, Harrison. Not where they're from, where my grandparents live have lived for the last twenty years. Uh, geez, that place is bleak. Harrison, Arkansas, the most depressing city in America. Um, wow. It really is. No, if you look it up, it's also known as one of the most racist cities in America. It's uh, it's where I think David Duke or one of one of it's the, it's worse than West Memphis. West Memphis is just like crime laden, right? It's like the armpit of America, West Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Harris, not racist. Harrison, Arkansas? Harrison, Arkansas is really bad, dude. If you Google Harrison, Arkansas racist, uh, you'll, you'll see some stuff. What Harrison, Arkansas's fight with the KKK says about the alt right is one of these. Is Harrison, Arkansas the most racist town in America? That's an Uprocks article from 2015. 
so yeah, that's that's just a little aside about uh, a very a very bleak place that I've been visiting my entire life. Um. Hmm. Oh, so here's a here's a billboard for uh, from Harrison. Anti-racist is a code word for anti-white. And there's another one that says, it's not racist to love your people, whiteprideradio.com. <laughs> there's a lot. There's, there's, these are the kind of billboards that they have in, in Harrison. Um, oh. I know. That's, that's bleak. Uh, so, sorry. All of that to say, Jacob Adams led off in place of Kessinger on Sunday. Um, hit a solo home run. That was a nice little start. Ole Miss wins that game 5-0. Uh, I think the story of the weekend and really the story of the season so far is Brady Feigl. Um, just absolutely dominant. He won a national pitcher of the month um, a week or two ago. Uh, just just looked really good. I think he's gone more than six innings in every start. Um, hasn't taken a loss. I guess James he, MacArthur's done well too. Yeah, no, it, MacArthur has. I mean, he gets himself in yeah. a little bit of trouble. He he has a really good ERA to have such a high WHIP, if, if I recall. Yeah, it's been some interesting. His pitch count runs up so high because he, he he sometimes he loses command a little bit, mm-hmm. a lot of it, but. Well, and I say that about Feigl, it, it probably the second the second biggest story of the season, and what could turn out to be the biggest story of the season. Uh, Parker Caracy um, spent two years not only on the bench at Ole Miss, but deep on the bench. Doesn't didn't make the travel squad as a redshirt freshman, or as a as a true freshman, then as a redshirt freshman. Now he's a redshirt sophomore, uh, and he just might be Ole Miss's best bullpen pitcher. I mean, th- this kid looks sharp. He uh he he got the save yesterday pitched or yeah two days ago on Sunday, um, pitched three innings logged seven strikeouts. Um, his fastball can touch ninety four ninety five. I mean he looks a hell of a lot sharper than Dallas Wolfick at this point. Yeah, so yeah. That's, nah. I mean if he's if he does become the closer, which I mean through through the what one third of the season that we've had so far, I mean I would support that move. Um, but if that does happen, that would that would be a very interesting storyline, given um, you know how how much time he spent on the bench at Ole Miss. And I guess we're almost half of the season, huh? So we've we've had seven weekends and we have nine left. Yes, there's ten SEC weekends. We've played one of them, six, nine, yes. nine. Yeah, so we're coming up on the halfway point here in a couple of weeks. Maybe uh, maybe we can coax John into looking at that offense a week early. No, I'm just kidding. We would never. We would never. Uh, <laughs> we would ask, never do that. Ask John to do that. Um, so yeah, they, like I said, won the school game today against New Orleans. They played Thursday, Friday, Saturday in college station should be a good series. Um, obviously we'll be back to break it down next week. Um, there was a Connor green sighting today. Oh yeah. 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 In the midweek, Connor green got in the game. That's good. For, good for Connor. Yeah. Um, he pitched a game. I actually know I've met Connor a couple of times. I've is he a good rebel? I've already oh, he's, he's a pretty nice dude. I mean, he's a nice mm-hmm. guy. I, I know some people that really liked Connor Green and uh, are actually kind of bummed that he doesn't really have a role right now with the team. They thought he had a lot of potential, but yeah, uh, Ole Miss so just I, has so many him, pitchers. Uh, yeah, I ran into him a couple times. Uh, there was a store, a convenience store in Oxford that I was working with, um, and he would come in there to buy his uh, chewing tobacco. <laughs> nice. Hell so, yeah. He's a good baseball rebel. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, let's try. I'm trying to think some other some other storylines. Um, obviously, Cockrell is still uh, still playing well. Dillard uh, hit his sixth home run today. I know you're not thinking about the offense, John, but six home runs at this point in the season, I think it's pretty good. I think that him and Kessinger and the, pretty much the whole offense had more hits than they've had like all of last year. 
You could be right. Actually, yeah. We oh, it definitely if did. The Dallas Station hits three home runs. We'll, we'll have a <laughs> yeah. conversation I mean, about it. That would be cool. Uh, but I think Dillard had like only three last year, and he already has six this year. So, what did you say about Rollison? I said hopefully he pitches well, and because his fastball command's been kind of I think he'll down. Yeah, I think Thursday night. I'm assuming they're going to be on the SEC Network in College Station. I, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna step up to that stage. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be a nice big stage for Rollison on Thursday. Hopefully, he'll uh you know play oh. like play like the ace. You guys want to hear a crazy, a kind of funny Aggie tradition for baseball? Of course. Uh, so, um, if the opposing pitcher, um, stops throwing strikes, the crowd starts chanting the number of balls in a right, row they've thrown. Right, right, yeah, it's great. Until they throw another strike. And I, I've, like, looked at it. You should watch it on YouTube. It's yeah, I've seen funny. it. I've seen it. I've seen uh, it during games. It's yeah. great. Ball seven, uh, ball yeah. seven, ball yeah. seven. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, there are weirdos down there in, uh, in yes. College Station, but Bluebell Park is super nice, and... Honestly, of all the weird stuff they do, I'm cool with the baseball stuff because baseball is already a weird game full of superstitions oh, yeah, and no, stuff. Yeah, I'm, and that just makes I'm, it more fun. The football stuff yeah, is strange. The cheerleaders yeah, are Yeah, no, exactly. Strange. I was going to say that. Like, I'm okay with their weirdness. Yell, yell leaders, excuse actually. me. Yeah, but yeah. In baseball, it works. Like, uh, In baseball, it works. So well, I'm looking I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I wonder if they're going to wear those ugly white uniforms, uh, kind of like LSU's that look like the orderly uniforms. I hope so. I, <laughs> I love that awful look. I'll tell you, A and M's best looking jerseys are some because I'm I'm a big fan of some of those. Like I like the, the old Miss, the retro like, the blue and white pinstripes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the A and M has, and I guess State does too. They have like the maroon and just maroon pinstripe and like white, which looks like really good. Yeah, A and M's uh, also had some of those crazy old school jerseys that look like you know 1890s or something. Like they're super oh. stylized. Did they wear any of those against Auburn last week, or am I just dreaming that? I'm not sure. I remember them from seasons past. Like, I remember last season they had some crazy throwbacks. Didn't A&M have like, a, a football throwback that had like a leather helmet? The, the helmet looked like it was made of leather. Am I making that up? It was crazy. No, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's some weird that stuff. That was from a few years ago, but yeah, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, who's A&M's baseball coach? I don't even, I don't even know. Ooh, I have I no remember. idea. I'll look it up. I think he's been there a while because the A&M's had some really good teams the past couple of years. No, they have. They've, they've been really good. It's crazy. They've always lost to TCU. I think TCU is like a top five. Rob Childress is the A&M coach. Okay. I think yeah, I mean, TCU no, is like really a, good. I'm just yeah. saying they always like get paired with him in a regional or super regional or something. They always lose to him in like extra innings. Like, here's, a, here's a question. That I don't know if – John especially, I don't know if you, you might just say I have no idea. But do we actually think that State's going to be able to make like a top five higher? Because they're – they're saying like Dan McDonald and Schlossnagel and these guys that you would think would never leave their job to go to Starkville, with the, especially with the scholarship deficit you have in Mississippi, obviously. I just uh, have no idea how appealing that job really is. There's a couple things I want to say about that. Uh, one, which I don't think this is going to happen, but uh, there's a thing right now going on where uh, some people in the legislature are trying to pass a state lottery. Mm-hmm. Which would um, help baseball hugely. Yeah, no, it'd but be the problem if, but if you really follow good. Mississippi politics, the, the lottery will never happen, just like casinos away from water will never happen uh, because the Southern Baptist lobby is so strong. After Katrina, uh, they tried to say that you could build a casino like 200 feet from the water because, you know, like the entire coast was just completely destroyed and, you know, you don't want to put a boat with a casino in right. it. And, and the Southern Baptist yeah. still like shut that down. Like there is no mercy 
uh, I highly doubt that would pass, but it would be great for baseball. Go on. With yeah, what you're I saying, mean, it was it was wishful thinking, but maybe uh, if that well, happened, yeah. they could get a Dan McDonald or somebody like that. Uh, well, here's the thing too: is that you know, stay. I actually I've been thinking about maybe going down to Starville for the, the series, Ole Miss yeah. series this year because I want to see State's new stadium. Yeah, it was super empty for that sleep of Vanderbilt. <laughs> Apparently, all the fans were at the uh, the women's basketball game. Yeah, of not, course. Not but, a joke. I, not a joke. No, but uh, the thing is, if that's the case, and that even be better because there's less people I can kind of walk around and mm-hmm. you know. I I'll say this: out. I like the outfield, the 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 circle of champions thing, where you enter through the oh, outfield is cool looking. That's really cool. Yeah. Obviously, their idea about building like loft style apartments in the outfield will be cool if they ever do it. I I don't care for the grandstands. They they're kind of, I don't know how to describe it. They look um, just just unoriginal. There, there's not much character. To the to the look of the grandstands, maybe that's just. I mean, me. that's pretty reflective of the Starville community, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right on about that, Wes. I, I mean, you know, but no, I still want to check it out though. It'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I, the, I like how they have uh, with the giant like uh, lit up like Mississippi State, like the arch when you walk into. That's pretty neat. Um, mm-hmm. It's got like a major league ballpark feel to it. Would any top coach want to work for Cohen? Right. That was my next question. Is that is yeah. that a positive or a negative if you're a big time coach? Oh. It's a negative because he's going to be tinkering in your program, right? Also, now you know you can't even you know sleep around. Apparently, that's frowned on. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, with Augie Garrido in Texas. Even after he stepped down, he was still had his hands in the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's not uh, that far off of if they had made Ron Polk athletic director. Like it's it's weird. Right. It's weird. I like Ron Polk though. He's really funny. I love his uh, disdain for the NCAA. Yeah, it's no, awesome. that, that is that is appreciated for sure. Um, uh, I I think State's going to hire. Um, the the coach is at Kentucky right now. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah because he was at State. Could they could they yeah, get him back? Right. Either him or isn't another assistant the Auburn coach now? Could they get either one of those guys back? Yeah, uh, but well, Butch Thompson and like Butch Thompson really is like no no joke. He's a really good coach. I mean that was right. a really good hire by Auburn. Right. Um, so and then the guy at Kentucky is um, sorry, go ahead, John. Auburn's number one in RPI right now per Warren Nolan. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. They just they just beat who was number one Kentucky. Like Kentucky was ranked top five, and so it's not that no, crazy. No, they beat. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. I was thinking of um, Arkansas destroy Kentucky. What's their RPI? Like top three, probably right. It's up there. Yeah. Um. Uh, also, Arkansas has one of the nicest stadiums in for college baseball too. Yeah, bomb is really uh, it's nice. It's super awesome. Yeah, it's a great Nick, stadium. Nick Mingione is the Kentucky coach that was at State. Ah, okay. I, I think he would be the the one that they probably. It's it's kind of weird though the Kentucky uh, Mississippi State because you know they play each like you know like Vandy's our East opponent every year and Kentucky's a State's. Right. It's how it's interesting how like like that kind of that rivalry I guess. And like how many how many times they uh, honestly Kentucky versus State seems like the the leftovers rivalry like they didn't have anybody else to neither one of them yeah. had anybody else to be a rival with so they just kind of ended up being yeah. rivals. Well, when Stansberry was there, it was fun with Kentucky and basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's kind of it's just the that rivalry is just kind of blah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, State is, State is super proud to be in the NIT right now. I mean, it, they, if you asked them. If you ask them today, they would they would tell you they never even wanted to go to the NCAA tournament. You know this that was never the plan. This is this is part of the process. Uh, this is about building uh, something the right way. Um, uh, well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know what Howland's ceiling is there. Maybe they go. Maybe they make the tournament next year. That'll that would that would end like an eight year drought for them, right? It's been a long time. Yes, 
I mean, ever since ever since they got rid of uh, Stansberry, man, they just and even even with Stansberry, there were there were a couple seasons at the end where he didn't do well. If I recall, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't do as bad as he did. What Rick Ray did. Oh yeah, well Rick Ray really bottomed out. Uh, yeah, yeah I gotta give a shout out to uh, Friday Rowan because I'm gonna. We don't. We yeah, don't speak. We don't speak of that show. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can. You can shout out Friday Rowan. <laughs> uh, I was saying we're probably gonna get together with uh, Bedwell and the boys this weekend, do some grilling and watch some A uh, and M series. Nice. So. That sounds hella tight. You gonna be the guest on the yeah. show? Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to be pegged at some point and line up, uh, <laughs> they're going to peg I, you. To, yeah. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to select me. Okay. Nice. So, well, congrats see. on that, man. I wonder who the guest is this week. Can't wait to we hear. Should, I think it was Alex Ridgeway last week. <laughs> no, last week was, uh, Jamie, right? That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. And then it was Ridgeway last week. Oh man. I'm behind. I got to listen <laughs> to that. That's good. That's gotta be an instant classic. Yeah. All right, yes, so apologies, uh, Will, if you're hearing this, that I haven't listened to that episode yet. I'm on it right after this. Um, we should offer to do a joint podcast the week of yeah, the Auburn City. I think we have. Yeah, okay, we can do that. Yeah, we can definitely do a crossover. I'm not sure that Kent watches uh, baseball necessarily, but we can probably goad him into it. If they're, like, top five in the country at that point, I'm sure that. Yeah, do we really think that's going to happen, though? I mean, I think Auburn's probably a flash in the pan. I mean, Mize is good, <laughs> but. Yeah, I know because uh, with Parm's baseball coverage, I was reading that they are pitching it. They're pitching their so they're working him so much, and right, they'll be right. they'll be kind of uh, they won't be able to make you know finish to the finish line after the in the. I mean, the I don't I don't so. know if I want my Friday ace throwing a no hitter, especially this early in the season. Like that just seems like a, a lot of yeah. wear and tear. Yeah, I, know. I, I mean, don't know if I want my Friday ace throwing a no hitter. What the hell is that for a okay. statement? John, obviously I want them to not give up any hits. What I mean is the nine, the whole nine inning, 120 pitch. I have no idea how many pitches Casey Myers has. Let's look. If it's over 110, I think you should agree with me. I, want, I would like to see Casey Myers' pitch count for every game, like I guess like a grand total so far. They have a week off between starts. Like they mm. can. I mean, it's still wear. It adds still up, man. Tear, it adds up. And plus, like I thought, Mize had injury problems, elbow issues uh, last year, the year before. I think that's I think that's right. That sounds right. John's an Auburn so fan he's now. A, he's he's a, he's when we do injury. our joint show, it's going to be John and Kent versus uh, me and Bedwell. Ooh, nice. I like that. I like those odds. <laughs> I don't know. John and Kent can get, get get pretty mean. I don't know. <laughs> um, eighty. Oh, okay. It's only he tried out to start the ninth with eighty-eight pitches. So yes, I would be happy with my Friday night ace throwing a, an under one hundred pitch no hitter. Yes, you're right, John. I take it back. There we go. Now we're speaking sanity. Thank you. I'm curious to see what Rollison does this week. I mean, the that's, only, what, I, that's what I'm saying. His, his fastball command hasn't been very as good, I guess. Back I, up, brother. I'm, I'm calling out Ryan Rollison on this pot. If he loses Again, Thursday and Feigl wins loss. Friday, yeah. Feigl should be the ace. But the pro, but even if even if Feigl is your ace, do you really change the rotation? I mean, I think you leave it. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, just don't don't mess it up now. It's fine. That's it's only gonna hurt Rawson's confidence more, and maybe you're gonna mess up Feigl somehow too. I would rather win every Saturday and fifty fifty on Fridays and win Sundays. It's fine. Um, I like I said, I think Rawson somewhat has been playing down to competition, so we'll see. We'll see how he does on the big stage against A and M. Um, supposedly scouts are still super pumped about him. They, they don't give a shit about ERA and win loss and all that stuff. They're, he's doing oh, what they, they want. They like the mechanics. The ball explodes out of his hand. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, he's going to get drafted high. So. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, boys, you got anything else you want to talk about this week? I just want to keep Deputy AD Keith Carter's a great rebel. What was that? I, I saw that in the uh, in the message, but I didn't. I couldn't really keep up with what you were talking about there. I, I was. I watched the first half of the Kermit Davis thing before the pod. Right. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish watching it afterwards just to entertain myself. It's. I watched all of it yesterday. It 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 had its moments. I liked how it started. The whole video started with that super pathetic video of like the ten spirit band members playing the fight song. It's like, can we not just like show the crowd while we're listening to the fights on it? This is really sad. Like, it's just like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. The basketball spirit band in general is just like very depressing. The Ole Miss band in general, <laughs> the Ole Miss band in general is very depressing. And I, I have a friend that, from growing up that was in the band, and he's told me he listens before. So if you're listening to this, Andy, I apologize. Um, I'm sure you weren't the problem. Oh yeah, Andy's a great guy. Yeah. In, in general, in general, it's kind of a kind of a bummer. The Ole Miss band, so the pride of the South. Um, <laughs> All right, so that, that'll do it. Uh, Wesson, thank you so much for being on, my friend. Always love to get you on here, hear your insights. You, uh, you're a delight, a delight of a guest, my friend. Do you want to plug anything while you're on the show? Uh, how about how about plugging Landshark's Light? I know you and Bebel are getting that going real soon. Yeah, uh, Landshark's Light, you know. To get <laughs> I'm kidding. All this the is, good- I'm trolling Bedwell because I think he already probably is like, why do I have this one podcast? He definitely is not going to start a second <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I mean, call it land zero sugar that's like the latest oh trend. that's good john that's good land shark zero sugar i like that <laughs> that's really that's really funny well i'm gonna pitch the idea to bedwell uh later this week about you know if we did land sharks zero sugar then uh you know uh, i'd be the juco correspondent you know i'd go to all the juco campuses around the oh, state that'd be balling dude you honestly kind of honestly weston puts more work into the show than anyone else that i that i know of uh, talking to sources, going to Juke, going to softball games. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You're, we, putting, you're putting in the hours. We should plan. We should plan a trip uh, next year to a. Oh, I'll plan anything. Juco football year. game. Sure, I'll agree to anything next year today. Sure, Just don't ask me when it's closer. <laughs> you should. It'd be fun. We should go. Like we could either go to Scuba at East or Northwest in Sinatobia. Those are really competitive programs. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You think Bo is still Bo's still at East, right? If we could get an interview with Bo for the podcast, I'm there. Oh yeah, we should totally. Uh, yeah, we should try to do that. That'd be we'll, really cool. We gotta, we'll slide in his DMs on that. Yeah, one. Uh, good uh, stuff. But... Yeah, good idea, Wesson. That would be fun. You're right. Um, and also, that's going to be where we get all our future football talent, right? Just JUCO guys. We're not gonna, yeah. we're not gonna sign any high school talent. All our athletes, Kermit Davis and Matt Luke, are going to offer the best JUCO combo. Of a coach Creek now. Hell yeah, uh, dude. John, I want to ask you one last question. Yeah. On a scale of uh, one to good rebel, how good of a rebel are you? How good of a rebel am I? Pretty bad yeah. rebel. Mm-hmm. You're a bad rebel? Huh. I live north of the Mason Dixon line. Isn't that, well, that doesn't um, matter. You can be a good rebel better. anyway. You Aren't you? A you're you're a member of the, uh, the Rebel Club of New England, right? I'm technically the treasurer. Still. Yeah, so John's a good ass <laughs> yes. rebel. Confirmed. You're a good rebel, John. Don't worry, John. I'm, I'm a great rebel. I'm a great rebel too. I'm a great rebel. I bleed red and blue. Where is this? Uh, where is this question leading, Wesson? I don't know. I was just. I was curious because you know, before the podcast, I said in a past life, John would have been a hard nose, no nonsense basketball like, good coach. Rebel basketball. Coach. I can see that. I can see that. I think John yeah. would look really good in uh, khaki and blazers, patrol on the sidelines. 
uh, yelling at like unpaid black kids the, that they're doing their job wrong. I want to see him like you know cuss out his players on TV. That'd be really cool too. Hell's yeah! No yeah. comment from John on this. He knows. He knows he'd be a good basketball coach. That's right. You'd, you'd chew that ass out. That's what. That's what a good coach does. Just ask him. If I was Davis. the college football coach, when they did the uh, halftime interview, yeah, and we were trailing. I guess this could apply to basketball as well. They asked me, you know, "What's what happened there?" I just look at him and go, "We were too dumb to win that half." See, you're like a Mike Leach type. Like you would be beloved by the sports media. You're too dumb to win that half. And you would probably be right. I mean, especially if you're coaching at Ole Miss, a bunch of dumbass teams. Um, all right, all right. Well, like I said, thank you to Wesson. Of course, thanks to John for coming on uh, the show this week, just like he does every week. Um, I'm not gonna really, you know, belabor the point with all the plugs, whatever. You know, this is a podcast. You listen to it. There's other channels through which you can consume it, all that stuff, whatever. Uh, but thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll be back next week, talk some more baseball. Uh, probably, that'll probably be the meat of the show. We'll just have to see what happens. NCAA basketball tournament's ongoing. I mentioned how bad my bracket is. Uh, but, you know, after the first weekend, things start to shake out a little bit. Maybe it'll be some, uh, some more clarity, and we can follow those games as, as the tournament progresses. Um, but for now, thank you, Wesson. Thank you, John. I'm Justin. Uh, we'll talk to you again next weekend. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.